Hello, and welcome to On Your Way to Work with author, speaker, and career expert Rick Witted, the only show that allows you a seat at the table where career decisions are made. So, Rick, past couple shows have been about balance. Balance. First show has been about uh, your balancing those life lessons at work with work. Mm-hmm. Second show, balance begins with a Q. Now, we were talking just a little bit before this, and I think that uh, this show was about balancing you. So, mm-hmm. can you can you speak to that a little bit? What does that mean, balancing you? Can I first just say that is so hard to do? Forget work. Period. It is hard to do. I've been married 22 plus years now. And uh, if there's anything that I've learned from that, it's really hard to um, put something on the other end of you that doesn't make you so full of yourself. I don't really know any other way to say it. I have not met many people, self-included, probably self-number one, who do not more times than not feel very confident about how they're thinking. Most people don't doubt themselves, no, at least in terms not of their first. thought process. Yeah. yeah. It's always the other thing. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I mean, you have to convince me that I'm wrong more times than not. I, I yeah. even the, the least confident of people that I've met, I haven't found too many of them that didn't think the way they were thinking was wrong. Even right. if they were thinking wrong. Even if they were doubting themselves, they thought they were absolutely right doubting themselves. Right. So just think about that for a moment. This is a great show, Christian. I'm glad you brought this topic up. Just think about that for a moment. So if by nature we naturally don't doubt ourselves, or let me change that, we don't think we're wrong initially— then you need something in life to balance you. Yeah. For me, at home, it's called a wife. (laughs) It's called a wife who is very confident to say, you are so wrong. I don't care what you say, that's wrong. Uh, And gets on my nerve half the time, right? Because nobody likes hearing that they're wrong. But the reality is... If I don't get that in life, then I never get better. Yeah. Because here I am thinking I'm right, 100% wrong, about to run off of a cliff, happy about it. I mean, I could say the same thing. There are numerous times where I've been like, you know, so gung ho, like this is definitely the way it is. Can't be the other way at all. You get through your entire spiel and then you have this moment of realization of, oh, I'm an idiot. It is hard to eat that sandwich. It <laughs> is. And you don't want to. And it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, okay. Right? It's like you just give in. Right. So. So think about that, listeners. We're laughing about it. We're really laughing at ourselves. But it's not funny. When you get down to it, it's funny, but it's not funny. Right. right? If that is all of our tendency, what do you do with that at work? Mm. What do you do with it? And let me just tell you, I have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the awesome handle this at work. And 
the awesome versus the ugly is completely dependent on your ability to really be teachable, coachable, and to allow yourself to learn from the observations of others. So how do you balance you at work? One, if you are anywhere near blessed enough, you've got a good manager who will be honest with you and be straightforward with you and deliver it without a bullet. <laughs> um, because some of the difficulties in, in listening to others who are trying to correct us is that they tend to correct us with a machete. <laughs> and you're yeah. not going to hear that because you're too busy ducking and dodging the machete. And I watched, I've been in these discussions with both leaders above me and, and, and employees who work for me, right? Where you're going back and forth with this verbal sparring. Literally, you've got, you know, the sword of your tongues, the words of, of wit going back and forth, trying to prove that I am right or I'm wrong or I'm right. not wrong. And that's good if you're 100% right. Here's the problem. No one's 100% right 100% of the time. And there's a very fine line between being right and being an idiot, <laughs> and at times, you can find yourself winning the argument just to find out you were wrong. So, one, if you've got a good manager who can deliver uh, the lesson without using machete to do it, then you're in good. You're in a good place. But here's the reality: everybody doesn't have that kind of manager. Yeah, I, I've had great managers. I've had managers that suck. I've had both, right? So what do I do when I don't have a manager who I can engage and who it's okay if I look a little bit crazy in front of this manager because he or she, their whole intent is to build me up. So what happens when I don't have that? Because sometimes you won't have that. Well, this is where mentors are huge. And if you don't have a mentor, then find one. A mentor, as John C. Crosby uh, uh, wrote, and many of you know, it's one of my favorite career quotes. A mentor is a brain to pick, an ear to listen, and a shove yeah, in the, in right, the direction. right direction. <laughs> yeah. So what do I, I mean by that? I mean, a mentor's job isn't to make, isn't to make you feel great about who you are. It's a safe place where you can go and look like stupid walking on steroids and their whole purpose is to carefully coach you through that and out of that. And it stays with them confidentially. But they're going to tell you the most truth about you. And if what you're doing is downright ugly, a mentor is going to say to you, you know, Rick, man, I love you. I really do. And I get where you're coming from, but that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and let me tell you why. And let me tell you what you look like when you're doing it. And let me tell you how you should think about making your next step from this, right? That's a good mentor. 
most people don't like developing. They want mentors, but they don't like the development of mentor relationships because they get their feelings hurt. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? You don't want to hear it. It goes back to the problem that we're talking about on this show. Like, I'm right. I know I'm right. And I'm usually always right. And I, I know I'm not always right. But, like, yeah, I'm always right. That's that's the weirdest thing <laughs> that we all struggle with from time to time. You know, it might not even be I want to be right. It's the fear of looking like you're wrong. You nailed it. That That's, man, Christian, that is... You're right. I've been there. It doesn't matter if I'm wrong and I know I'm wrong right now. I, we're, we're beyond being wrong. I don't want to look like the stupid guy now. Yeah, right. I, I've had people who I have spent a lot of time that, where I have mentor relationships with, and they're wrong. The way they're handling it is wrong. They don't care about being wrong. They care about looking stupid. Yeah. Get over it, right? We're all going to look like idiots at times, right? Some of the best lessons in life have come from looking back going, man, I was an idiot. um, And I'm so glad I had someone to kind of talk me through that or walk me through that. So where does that come from? Where does this whole, and I feel like, you know, I I don't want to look stupid. It's oftentimes, can I just say this? I'm going to say it. Most of the time, you just have a higher opinion of yourself than everybody else around you. (laughs) Nobody around you sees a flowing red cape when you walk into the room. Can I just help you, listeners? When you walk into the room, the air is not still except for right over you. And your dress jacket or suit is not waving in the air yes (laughs) it's give it up let it go you have the uh the dentist commercial thing right yeah the teeth (laughs) it's not it's not no nobody nobody expects that here's when people expect that when you try to deliver that every time Mm. and so now you've created this false world around yourself which is just a high stress false world and so you might be doing well at work you can't even thrive you can't even enjoy it. You can't thrive. So what, what's the secret here? The secret here is um, you would not be so shocked about yourself if you didn't have such a high opinion of yourself. That's something that I write in the front of books that are very important to me. I always wrote that. You would not be so shocked at your sin if you did not have such a high opinion, opinion of, of yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And why do I do that? That helps me not contribute in my own life to this false narrative that everybody expects me to get it right all the time. And man, it is a breath of fresh air when I run across a boss or leader who says, eh, I trust you. That's okay. I I don't expect that you're going to have it right every time, but I I do expect that you're going to adjust. You're going to own it and you're going to fix it. I, I remember um, a leader who we were in a, a public um, meeting setting. It was it was their meeting, and it was all of their leaders, kind of nationally. Uh, and I answered a question. Um, oh, he th- that person asked a question about you know, do you know um, why we do this? And I gave the technical answer, right? Right. And the technical answer was right. 
And the leader's response was, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, but that's not why. He said, you know why? And I said, um, why? And uh, the leader said, because I trust you. I trust you to figure it out. And I trust you to, you know, make it work. That's huge. Yeah. That's a leader who gets everybody's not perfect. So there are times f- for me where I don't spaz out if I don't look like I have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't spaz out if I don't feel like um, I'm all in control. I don't spaz out if I don't know. I ask. And if, if, if I need to blow the whistle and call time out because this is stressing me the heck out, you know, in the right way, right, then, you know, I'll do that. I don't do that with everybody and around everyone because you can't do it around everyone. Some people need your strength to, to kind of move on. But don't make the mistake. Everybody doesn't need your strength. You don't have to be strong for everybody. That you're going you're gonna to be at work really good at what you do and living in a glass ceiling house. It's just not worth it. And so you've got to balance you. Having good people around you to be honest with you, um, you know, on the things that you are not right about, uh, the things that you don't know you're not right about. And if there's anything, maybe what we should call this this show is balancing my idiosyncrasies at work. You got a tick, man. I'm just telling you, you got a tick. There's something about you. There's a tick. Uh, or you're a ticking time bomb about certain things. It doesn't matter. If you don't know those things, they will destroy you. They will handicap you because you don't realize where your limits are. And if you don't realize where your limits are, limits in abilities, limits in giftings, limits in knowledge, limits, limits in skill set. If you don't recognize where those are, then you won't know how to properly balance and manage your career. And there are going to become times where because you can't listen, because only someone way higher, more important, bigger than you can actually coach you on something, if you're waiting on that, you're dead. Because the most lessons you're going to get in life are around the people who see you every day. They see your tics. They know your idiosyncrasies. And those are the people that can laser and focus if, if you're confident enough to accept their coaching, to accept their observations, or even more so, if you're confident enough to ask for it. If you can do that around that group of people, listen, then you've just met the recipe for balancing you and your idiosyncrasies in the workplace. Forget the workplace, in life in general. You've got to have people around you that love you enough to be honest with you. And you've got to be confident enough to get sometimes filleted by that feedback. Sometimes it's deadly. It hurts. But it always grows us. Roses can't grow unless you what? Prune them. Most of us know that we are not always right about everything. Yet, instinctively, we believe that the way we are thinking about something is right. Rick's message is powerfully simple. You need to allow people around you to tell you the most truth about you. Visit rickwitted.com for additional episodes and for booking information. Are your career decisions value-based or emotionally motivated? 
Visit www.careerwit.com to find out. You've been listening to On Your Way to Work.